Okay. So it says that our Rabbeim, they would have certain discourses they would say to uh, purify the air. They would repeat them every every so often, not because they um, were teaching something new. They repeated the exact same discourse and with all the words and all the letters, the same way they said it before, but they repeated it in order to purify the air. So the subject we're going to learn today, I think, is something that we need to do to purify the climate in our brains every so often. <clears throat> it discusses the um, power of vision and the power of uh, um, the words that we use <clears throat> and um, how, how seeing in other people their good is uh, something that is achievable and logical. And logical is a key word over here because a lot of times when you tell someone to judge someone favorably, there is a voice in their head that says, well, yeah, judge them favorably, but I know them. So here the Rebbe gives us in the in the signet of Chabad, uniquely the teachings of the Alter Rebbe, now Rebbeim, they're waiting that you can understand them and appreciate them in a way that it nourishes your uh, your mind. It's not just you're told how things are supposed to be, but also how to get there. So there, you can say you could judge people. You're supposed to judge people people favorably, but why should you? What does it mean? And when shouldn't you? And and, and uh, I think it's a very unique perspective that we're going to get through this uh, discourse. Let's go right to it. Says in the Torah this week that God told Noach he should build, he should bring the kosher animals and the non-kosher animals. So the sages say, A person should be careful never to say anything negative, because the Torah uh, changed. Eight letters. The Torah spoke in a way that forced it to add eight letters. Although, though the Torah is very economic when it comes to words, the Torah had to go out of its way to add eight letters in order to say the words "the animals which aren't pure." In order, instead of saying the animals which are impure, the Torah had to wanted to specifically not say the negative impure, and chose instead to say the words "the animals which which are not pure." And the reason is, is because the Torah wants us to, um, to uh, the Torah itself doesn't use any negative language. And also to give us that message that the word Torah means instruction, we're never supposed to use any negative language. That's the reason why the Torah changes, instead of saying impure to not pure. Although it's talking about non-kosher animals, but still, the Torah classifies non-kosher animals, which aren't kosher, which are impure. The Torah wants us to, sit, to, to classify them with our language, with our speech, in a, in a pure way. So even when we're talking about something which isn't pure, the way we're supposed to use pure speech talking about that. So just like this week's Torah portion talks, gives us instruction about what we are meant to say, so too is there another instruction in this Torah portion regarding the way we are meant to see things. There is a 
discussion in the Sikh Torah portion about Shem and Yefes, who were very careful, even though their father got drunk and was lying there naked in, in their tent, the Torah says that Shem and Yefes were careful not to see the nakedness of their father. And the Torah uses the words, they walked backwards and their faces were turned away and they did not see the nakedness of their father. And merit of them being careful not to see their father's uh, disgrace, the Torah says that God gave a special blessing to those two sons and subsequently God gave a blessing to their progeny. To Yefes, uh, there was a blessing for beauty and all the offspring of Yephes to the Greeks and to Shem, which is the uh, patriarch of the Jewish people. And the word Shem means, it's, it's the source of the word Semitic. The uh, anti-Semite actually means someone who's against the children of Shem. Although from Shem comes also all the um, other, other countries as well, not just the Jewish people. But anyways, but the special blessing that was given to the progeny of shame, of shame and Yefes was in merit of them being careful not to see the nakedness of their father. But there's a question about the way the Torah phrases this story. The Torah says they walked backwards. So if they walked backwards, it's self-understood that they did not see the nakedness of their father because they're walking backwards. So why does the Torah have to emphasize and say they didn't see the nakedness of their father. If they're walking backwards, they can't see it. So there must be something new, the Torah is telling us here, that is adding a layer beyond walking backwards. There's something new the Torah is saying here that, that you wouldn't have gotten from the words, and they walk backwards. In addition to them walking backwards and them physically not seeing their father's disgrace, they also they also didn't see it, whatever. And we shall see, what I'm going to discuss what that means. What's that additional layer? So before we get there, let's go to the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov says that when a person sees negativity in someone else, that's a sign that there's something similar that, he, that ex- exists within himself. And just like when you look in a mirror, the Baal Shem Tov says, if your face is clean, you'll see a f- clean face. But if you see uh, dirt, when you're looking in the mirror, that's because your own face is dirty. So Baal Shandav says that when you look at another Jew, they are like a mirror to you. But the question is, how maybe there is something actually uh, negative in the other person, and uh, I don't have it. Who says just because just because they are, um, they're doing something wrong and I'm observing it, why does that mean that I necessarily have the same problem as them? Why isn't it possible that they have an issue? Ah, Shalom Aleichem, Why isn't it possible that they have a problem? I don't have a problem. They say that uh, Moshe Dayan was uh, once driving and he was uh, went beyond the uh, speed limit and the policeman pulled him over says Mr. Dayan do you know that you're going beyond the speed limit and Moshe Dayan famously had the eye patch you could only see out of one eye he said Adonia Shoter officer I only have one eye which what do you want me to look at at the road 
or at the speedometer. So the question is, the Baal Shem Tov says, whatever we see is, is a message for us. You look at another person and you see something negative, it means you have that yourself. Who says that means you have it yourself? Why can't someone have something bad? And I just observe it. Who says that what I see in you is a mirror of myself? So the answer is like this. Everything that happens in the world is by divine providence. And the fact that I see something negative in someone else, it's not accidental. It's rather, it's also by divine providence. God caused me to see this thing. And there's nothing in God's world that's here for no reason. Everything that God does is for a purpose. So it's impossible that I saw something negative in someone else unless it has purpose, unless it has meaning. You notice when you read like a, you need a novel and, and the author adds a sentence sometimes, uh, like for example, and, and they forgot to close the door. You know that that sentence is going to be, is going somewhere. An author wouldn't add a sentence in the story and they forgot to close the door unless that's, that's going to be pertinent to the, to the next chapter. You wouldn't expect, you never would see a book where it says, and they forgot to close the door, and they came back and the door was, was fine and nothing, nothing happened. There, there, there's something going to happen because of that. So similarly, God scripted our lives. And in our lives, there are sentences there, and every sentence has a purpose. So if there's a sentence in my brain, in my life, that I see some negativity in someone else, that's a message for me, and the message is that I have something that's not good inside of me, and I need to fix it. And the reason why God has to give me that message in this roundabout way, why can God just inform me of my own, my own mistakes? Why do I have to see negativity in you in order to know about my own shortcomings? The reason is because it says in the Torah, A person could see all diseases except for themselves, their own diseases. So further it says in the Torah, All faults are covered by self-love. Hashem gave us a healthy dose of self-love. We care about ourselves. And that healthy dose also has a blind spot, and the blind spot is that, is that we aren't aware of our own shortcomings. So if in order for me to know about my shortcomings, it's hard for me to see it within myself. My, my, my myself, look at my day, I won't be aware of the people that I stepped on and the, and, and the people I may have hurt and, and other mistakes I made and in, in things that I'm doing throughout the day. But when I see it in someone else, so I don't have the same affinity, the same love for, for, for you as I have for myself. Therefore, I'm able to see in you faults I don't see in myself. So, if I notice something negative in you, it, the Baal says it's a mirror. It's me. The, the, the reason why I, I, this is part of my story, the reason why I saw this is because I have something of this myself. But the question is, who says so? Maybe it's part of the script and it has a purpose, but the script isn't made for me Maybe this script is about you. In other words, yes, I notice something negative and it has a purpose. The purpose is so that I should fix in what's, what's going on with you. So let's say uh, if your job is to be a, a uh, judge and you're seeing cases all day, that's, and you see all kinds of people doing all kinds of mistakes all day long, does that mean you have every mistake of every person that you see? And, and that's why God chose you to be a judge because you're just such a terrible person and there's no way that God can show you 
all of the thousands of faults that you have. So you have to, therefore you have to see all these faults of others. Does that make sense? Maybe the reason you're there is as, as simply you're there to judge in order to, to help correct society and, and, to give, and to give the correct verdict for each person so that they'll be able to, uh, to rectify their own behavior. Or in a personal level, if you're not a judge, maybe you're able to help someone else. Who says that the message that, uh, that Hashem is giving me is about me, maybe the message is about you. As the Torah says, The Torah says you're meant to encourage another person to correct their behavior if they make a mistake. And the Torah says even a hundred times, if they repeat again and again and again. So maybe the message, when I see negativity in you, why is the Baal Shandu say it has to do with me? Maybe it has to do with you. And the question is even greater, based upon the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov taught, and it's not just Baal Shem Tov, but it's very fundamental in Judaism, that the Jewish people are not a means to an end. That means you can't say, like everything else in creation, that it's there for something else. Like the Gemara says about all of creation, Kulam nivl everything was created to, to, to serve me. That's what the Gemara says about all of creation. So about everything creation, we could say it's a means to an end. That's, we just learned Parshas Bereshis. In Parshas Bereshis, the Talmud says the word Bereshis um, is associated with Beis Bereshis, B'Shvil Yisrael, that the world was created for the sake of Torah, for the sake of the Jewish people. So the world is here for a purpose. The world is a means to an end, to achieve God's purpose in creation. God wants to have a home in the world. God wants the Jewish people to keep the Torah, to make the world a home for Hashem. So the world isn't intrinsically here for itself. There's something that God wants us to do with it. It's a tool for something. But a Jew is not a tool. A Jew is not a means to an end. And not just the Jewish people, but also every individual is not just a tool for some, someone else. The, there is a purpose in each one of us. So how can I say that the other person's faults are about me and not about them? Maybe the purpose of me observing their shortcomings is just for them. For that, they have their own value and their own purpose in creation. Now, it is paradoxical. The Gemara says that everyone's, the reason why God created Adam by himself alone is in order that each of us should say to ourselves, the whole world is created for my sake. How could the world be created for my sake and created for your sake at the same time? Okay, that's, that's, that's not something we're going to fully comprehend ever, but the, per, the point, though, is, is that I, you can't say that the fact that the other, God showed me his faults is only for my sake. It must also be for his sake as well, because, because he is not here just for me. He has his own purpose. So it must be that there's also a message about my, my uh, ability to help that person as well. So... Why does the Baal Shem Tov say that when you look at another person, they are meant to be a mirror of yourself? It's possible that the goal is just to help the other person. The answer is like this. I have to go a little bit deeper in this uh, teaching of the Gemara that we learned earlier. Um, the Gemara um, that we quoted before was the Torah says about the non-kosher animals, the Torah doesn't call them impure. The Torah calls them uh, the animals which are not pure. And the reason the Torah does this, again, is because the Torah wants us to use, the Torah itself uses, 
pure, clean speech. And therefore, it doesn't want to say tame. It uses instead the, uh, the words enena tahora, the animals which aren't pure. So the Gemara asks, there are thousands of times the Torah uses the words tame. What do you mean? And the, the answer is, is that it depends what the context of the conversation is. When it comes to halacha, when it comes to Jewish law, things have to, things have to be very clear. And therefore, the Torah, when it says, talking about something which is impure, if you know what to do, the Torah talks about the laws of various things, the Torah uses the very clear word tame. However, when the Torah is talking about, for example, Mishka um, Moshe, the Torah is talking about a, uh, uh, a man or a woman who are on top of some kind of a, uh, a uh, object that can become ritually impure, the Torah describes a woman sitting on a chair and a man riding on a horse. And the reason the Torah does that is because it's, it's immodest to talk about a woman riding on a horse, and therefore instead the Torah chooses to use the more, more tzniistic, the more modest uh, scenario of a woman sitting on a chair. So when the Torah is just talking about a scenario, so the Torah doesn't, the Torah is, okay, or the Torah is saying a story, there there's no reason for the Torah to, to be explicit about the negative that's, that's there. And therefore the Torah employs the words, that which is not pure. That which is, the Torah uses a clear, a, a not so clean, clear speech, but a cleaner speech, a more pure speech. However, when the Torah wants us to know what do we need to do, what's the bottom line, then the Torah says very clearly, this is Tameh, this is Tar, because when you're talking about law, what you need to do, you have to be very clear. So, although I may need to give a ruling, about a certain scenario or about a person. And I have to say clear, tame. But that's only when we're talking about the halacha. But if it's not regarding the halacha, I have to, I have to withhold from using words which aren't, which aren't uh, impure, which, are, which, are, uh, um, which will leave much to be desired. So, just as this is true regarding our speech, the same is also regarding our, our power of vision. When you hear that someone has done something negative, what, what are you meant to see? What are you supposed to look for? You're supposed to look for practically what has to happen. That means you need to think about how can I help? What, can I, what's, what am I able to do about the situation? I have to, is, it, is it something I'm, that I'm able to say to them? Parenthetically, the last time the Rebbe spoke, the Rebbe said that there's a difference between the way we are meant to upgrade our own behavior versus the way we're meant to help others. The Rebbe said that there are two areas of service of Hashem. There's turning away from evil and there's doing good. Regarding yourself, you have to pay attention to both areas. You have to make sure that you're not making mistakes, not doing bad things, and make sure that you're doing good things. But regarding another person... Lebe said, unless your relationship with them is like a father to a child, chances are that you're going to focus on the negative and the other person's behavior is going to uh, backfire. Instead, with another person, the thrust has to be aseto. Anyway, so, so what am I meant to see? What's the main thing I'm supposed to see? I'm supposed to see what can I do about it. But if when I hear another person's misbehavior, 
what do I see? I don't see just what I'm meant to do, what I'm meant to see, but I see evil. I don't see someone's in trouble. Like, let's say a lifeguard. He sees someone drowning. What does a lifeguard see? The lifeguard does, is hopefully a good lifeguard. doesn't say, oh, what a shmendrik. Why did he take, take this canoe out there without a life jacket? Uh, the, 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 the lifeguard right away sees this guy's in trouble. I need to help them. What, and, and the lifeguard thinks how they're going to save the person immediately. So in a similar way, if, if when I see another person's shortcomings, what it's meant to do is, is for, what, I'm meant, what I'm meant to do is, is to think this person's in trouble. How can I help them? Their neshama, their soul is caught in something not good for them. And I need, what can I do about it? But if, when I look at the other person, I don't see another person's in trouble, instead I see, Ech. that means, says the Baal Shem Tev, that my own face is dirty. If I see evil, if I don't see someone's in trouble, but I see evil, I see ich, that ich is meant to be a message for me. I have some of that. The reason why I notice something ichi is because the, something ichi in me. You hear what's going on? The, the, the Baal is telling us that whatever happens in the world is by divine providence. So if I see something in another person, yes, it may very well be that the sole purpose of me seeing this is just to help them. But the question is, what did I see? If I saw someone who needs help, and that's what it's for. But if I saw something additional, if I saw something, the denigrity of the other person's behavior, and it, and it, and it made me feel, ich, that's because God wants me to notice that there is something similar in myself. God made everything for a purpose. Nothing that in God's world that does, has no purpose. There's no sentence in his novel, in your novel, in my, my, my novel, in everyone's life, that doesn't go somewhere. So if in my life Hashem made a sentence, Ich, ich has a purpose. And the purpose is that I have a double message over here. The fact that I see the person's in trouble, you got to help them. But the fact that I saw something evil, I felt, ich, this is bad. What is that about? That's a sign that there's something in some way, maybe not in as gross of an error as the other person, but in some way, I have a trace of that same thing that the other person has. And although... I may be uh, uh, not in the same level as that of the person that made a gross error and my errors are, are lighter, but if I was a tzaddik in this issue, I would not be seeing, I wouldn't be seeing evil. Why did God show me evil? It's because there's something I have of myself in this, in, this, uh, in this arena. And that's the reason why the Torah says about Shem and Yefes, that when they went to cover their father, it says they walked backwards. The Torah adds the words, the Torah adds the words, and they did not see their father's nakedness. What the Torah is saying is that not only did they not physically see their father's nakedness because they turned their heads backwards, of course they didn't see their father's nakedness. It says they turned their heads backwards. Of course they didn't physically see it. Why does the Torah have to add the words and they did not see their father's nakedness? They can't see it. Their faces are turned away. The answer is, the Torah is saying, what did they see when they saw their father lying there without any clothing, drunk? What did they see? They saw... Oh my gosh, dad needs help. We need to help out dad. That's what they saw. They didn't say, oh, what kind of a shalom life father do we have? They said, our dad needs help. They were totally focused on assisting their father. They didn't see the nakedness of their father. They didn't see their father's disgrace. They didn't see that. And that uh, is the difference between shame and yefes and cham. The reason they were different is because of who they were. It wasn't because of what Noah had done. It was the reason why they noticed different things is because of who they were. 
Cham, since he had in himself negativity, and it may have been not as, as, as pronounced as Noach's negativity in this, in this regard, but the word Cham comes from the word warmth, which in, in this scenario is not warmth in a positive sense, warmth in the negative sense, warmth to things that we shouldn't be attracted to. So therefore, what did he see when he saw his father lying there in a drunken stupor? He saw, he saw this, this is a disgrace, terrible, terrible guy. So, he saw his father's attraction to negativity, that's what he saw. He had negativity, he had, his father did it worse, his father was drunk, but he, he identified his father's niggardy because he had that himself. But Shem and Yefes, who they Kabbalistically come from the middle row of the spheres and the right row of the spheres, by them, there was no, they didn't have any of this negativity, not even in a, in a subtle form. And because they were totally clean of this negativity, they didn't see the negativity in their father. All they saw was, Dad needs help. And this is a message for each of us. When we hear or see something negative about someone else, besides the fact they're not told someone else, can't do what Ham did, right? Ham said, look, Dad's what Dad's doing. Besides that, but we're not supposed to notice negativity in, in itself. We're supposed to just think, what can I do to help? How can I help this person? If I saw it, it means I'm, there's something, something I must be able to do about it. And we ask, act in this way that we don't look for, we don't see the negative in the other person, and we try whatever we can, and we, we see the other person's in trouble, how can I help them? So we, get, we, we receive the same blessing that God gave to Shemin Yefes, Baruch Hashem Elkei Shem, Yafel Kimel Yefes, and we merit to be vessels for Torah, because a vessel for Torah is peace. As the uh, Talmud says, we merit to have the Shechina, as the Torah says, Yishkin Hashem Elkei Shem, that Hashem will dwell in the tents of shame, the coming of Mashiach and the third base of Migdash through through Achtus Shalom Avdus Shalom Karav Mamish. That's what I want to share today. Any any questions or comments? Sure. Thank you. Uh, all right. Have a great day, David. Great day, Dror. Great day, Rebzev. Great day, Dr. Bresman. Later on. It was a really made night. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. It's a different perspective. Because Baal Shem yeah. says something, you're supposed to see a, a mirror of yourself. Be like, you have a part of your brain that says, one second, who yeah. says so? Yeah. Here, the, here, there it gives, gives texture, and, and, and uh, I'm sure as you're, in your position as a judge, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's true. And I don't have to say that, but it's true. It's really true. It's really well, uh, if you see these things, it, it says something about you. For right. sure, for sure. All right. It's Baruch Hashem. All right, have a great day. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.